Nice intro for the morning. Fresh off a of cold. Stay cold. <laughs> Cheese. What up, Doc? You know, this is gonna be the last one for like the next two years. Nah, I get it up. <laughs> Caffeine morning show. Sticks. We're gonna do this thing like this. I hope they ready. Yeah. Yeah, I picked this beat smooth. Oh. Caffeine, Starbucks, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Cocaina, how I'm gonna start this? I mean, Doc been complaining for so long, so what the heck? Sticks on the drop, let's rock it. Brock like Jay, the billionaire. Oh, <laughs> Marlo, is a billion up in them pants? Cause you thick like the air would be If Farrakhan ran into the Ku Klux Klan I base my skill on the scale from zero to Jesus But if Mohammed be the highest only Allah can see sticks I mean this Economic completeness Resources all good, it's just a band-aid I'm trying to be the doctor for elevated solutions My health care's all they give us is Medicaid's The virus oh, You can see clear through your eyelids A cup of the morning show will fix your iris They teach us to hate the IRS Black wealth is a myth The black queen is a trick But all that is a trick Spin your check on the whip? Nah Get a duplex, renovate, then flip oh, Smooth D, I'm just trying to uplift like the face on Kris Jenner, I'm just trying to uplift Like the hips on Marlo, oh, we talked about that But my skin is black, I'm just speaking the facts, yeah Stock tips on my IG story I can bet my stock tip, this year my story About to be everywhere, TV and no film Guess we have to wait and see, Doc already tried to tell him Tried to tell him, soldier boy, who you? Got the Draco, about to let it go, boo Damn, what happened to rap? Crackhead is the king, the new spot is the trap I remember singing used to be R&B I remember when our heroes was QEP They say it's evolution, but nah, this is pollution Designed by higher-ups, disguising it as solutions Streaming, taking over, destroying the independence They owned by the labels, I dare you to make a living Your chain bright, well what can we expect? We was killed for knowing how to read and write And that's facts, never leave you a cap Caffeine morning show, start you off with that. Sticks. Hey yo, Doc, man. Um, it's like the 95th drop in like a year, so you might have to run with this for like the next two years. Smooth D just run it back like three or four times, and people might learn something. Marlo, I didn't get your name. You know, confused this time. I know who you are now. Caffeine morning show. Sticks. What up? What up? The boy DOC, AM Caffeine Shows. DOC, who else we got? Marlo J. It's your girl, Marlo J. I'm trying to say something, but you keep talking over me. God, it's not oh, only your show. It's <laughs> okay, I love you. It's Marlo J. And DJ Smooth Mellow D. Smooth D, we are the AM Caffeine Show. Uh, what's up, everybody? How you guys doing today? I'm doing amazingly well, and I'm tickled as punch. So the reason she's so excited, first off, let me shout out to our guest that we had last week. Let me shout out to Carl Thomas, who yeah. came on the show. It was really, really dope. Um, but this week, let me tell you, it, it's I guess the best thing that has happened because of this coronavirus is the fact that I got this guest on the show. Because I tried to get his ass, I tried to get him into the studio, 
It hasn't been able to happen, but the fact that we are in a situation where we can't leave the house, I was able to get him on the show today. Now, it's so super special, because this is my man. Like, we're usually together uh, on the weekends because we play basketball together, and I have to represent you. See the shirt that I have on the day? Yeah. Um, (laughs) $9.99. This actor... Let me tell you, man, he has been in the game since the early 90s, but has been in films that have truly stood the test of times. He has been in such classic films, but there's a couple of favorites. I would have to say that every black person, I don't know one black person that has not seen Boys in the Hood, and I don't know a black female. Marlo, she saw it. Okay. I don't know a black filmer who hasn't seen Best Man. Come on, who hasn't now. seen the brothers. Like he's been in some classic films, and not just for our generation and, and for our folks, but for all for all black, white, Filipino, everybody. But how you go specifically to Filipino? That is a very oh, hey, Philip, <laughs> you don't understand where he comes from, <laughs> where he lived and grew up. Cerritos, uh, there's Filipinos yeah. and Cerritos. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, very Oh, true. he's from Cerritos? The one and only, my man, Morris Mother Effin Chestnut today, everybody. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? What's up? Mo, what's up? No. Oh, how you doing, man? Man, Morris hanging in there dealing with, you know, how crazy the world is. And where are you at? Yeah. I'm in Atlanta. So you're in Atlanta, and are you stuck there because you were working there and couldn't get back home? Well, I could have come back. But it was, um, you know, it was getting on the flights and all that would have been. I, actually, when I, I flew back to L.A. because I had to get something done for the show that I'm shooting. And I came back on a Friday and it wasn't until like that Saturday or Sunday that they told us that the show was going to be shut down. And then my wife, she is uh, she's paranoid of planes and she's paranoid of getting this this virus. So we just said we'll just kick it here for uh, for the time being. For the time being. OK, so. Marlo, before, you know, I have a plethora of questions, but I'm sure there's a few things that you want to get off your chest. So as I'm, just, you know, I'm just staring at him. I'm just talking a little, little visual <laughs> stuff. Before I let you say something, I just want to make sure I put this out there once again. He did say his wife. So just... Oh, just right, out yeah. there. oh my God. He's not available. Is for, the, for the P challenge? He's not available. I get it. I <laughs> okay. know. So there you go, Marlo. Say what you got to say. <laughs> um, so Mo um, shoot my shot I'm just admiring I am a fan thank you and I am not a fan of many but uh-huh. I am a, like I like people but I am a fan of yours like I watched thank you who can play that game yesterday because I knew we were going <laughs> I was like right, thank you Marlo, this, is, like, this is the same thing you told Special Ed a couple weeks ago. Just okay, come on, now you're trying to you oh, you tried it. Oh, you tried it. <laughs> First of all, I never said that to Special Ed. Lee Air, sir. You got Lee Air's disease. <laughs> um, so Mo, man, uh-huh. I just want to go. I just want to go back. It's it's been since like since I think '91 that Boys in the Hood came out. Okay, wait, okay, right. wait, hold on, wait, hold on, one thing. Have you ever had braces? Because your teeth are perfect. Oh, no, thank you. No, I've never had braces. No. I mean, Marla, go. And, and, and just, he just grow perfect. It's just what he do, you know? <laughs> That's just what happens. 
Okay, go ahead, Doug. Uh, 1991 Mo uh, Boys in the Hood came out in 2020, and it's still as important and as relevant as it was when it was released. Did you yeah. at that time understand how important it, it would be throughout the years? Did you think it would be able to stand the test of time like it has? No, I did. I did not. It was, it was crazy, you know, because I, and obviously I attribute that, attribute that to the late John Singleton, you know, rest his soul. Um, John at that time, he was a visionary. It was what was going on in um, South Central at the time. And it was just one of those things. When I first got the job, I was just, I was just happy to be on set. You know, it was, uh, it was Cuba. It was at the time, Cuba, no one really knew who Cuba was. Um, no one really knew Fishburne was. I mean, you know, I think the everybody people knew who Ice Cube was, uh, and, and because you know he obviously he was a rapper. And I think we had uh, Whitman Mayo, who was Grady from Sanford and Son on set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was like those was like the main people that that everybody knew. And um, so I was just, it was one of my first jobs. So I basically was just happy to be on set, just trying to learn from everybody, and then um, and then it hit. When did you when did you realize when did it hit you like, yo, this film is special? Like how long was it after it was released? Was there a moment where you were like, damn, we did something incredible? You know what? It 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 took me a minute to kind of understand. Um, because I'll never forget my uh my agent at the time, and I was just I was really fresh into the industry. And my agent at the time, he's like, listen, he said, uh, you know, the film's going to be, you know, the film won some type of special award or John Warren Award at the Cannes Film Festival. And I was like, the concept, of, you know, so when are gonna, they're not going to release the movie here? I was like, even the Cannes Film Festival at the time, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. I didn't know about it. Right. And then, um, and then I was, and then I recall a film coming out here and people knew about it. And then um, a couple of times I was at the gym and, uh, He's like, this one time this real, you know, real big brother came up to me. He's like, he's like, yo, he's like, yo, man, you was in that movie, right? And, uh, you know, he came up to me kind of aggressive, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I was like yeah, yeah I, yeah, I was in a movie. He said, man, I cried like a baby at the end of the movie. <laughs> so, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, wow. So it's really, a, it's, it's, and people, and then it started growing, and I realized that it was, it was really affecting a lot of people. Right. Did you go to the theater to see it, or did you, like, do a private screening with the staff, with the crew. The, I, the only time I think I went to the screening is is at the premiere at that time. Yeah. At the, so you didn't have to you didn't have to go through all the fights that happened when the movie. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Yeah, you remember that? Look at you. You remember that? At the time, we thought that that was a ploy to for them to uh, stop people from going in to see the movie. Oh no! Right. I didn't stop us. You, would you, you went and you saw some fights? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I saw it at the Magic Johnson Theater. It's not the Magic Johnson Theater anymore. But okay. at the Magic Johnson Theater, and I remember the first night I went, because I went several. Okay. First night I went, I went with my brother and his friends, and a fight ensued. But that was until after the, the, um, the, um, the movie finished. And then I went back like a week later with my brother the weekend. Uh-huh. And, and they fought before the, <laughs> before the, movie. the actual movie, but everybody kind of calmed down to go in and see the movie. But yeah, it was a fight every time, every see, single see, time. 
we film like we film right there. We film right there, and we film right down the street from there. Right. So, so it was actually filmed in South LA. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, most definitely. So it was most around Ruth Ellen and them. What's that? It was around, like, what, Ruth Ellen and Crenshaw and all well, of them? Yeah, we were right there on Crenshaw. Our, uh, that was one of the things because our, um, so the, my agent calls me. He says, uh, he says, uh, he says, listen, you know, I went for the audition. Um, I met with the cast director and I got, then um, she called me back. I met with John. And so then he said, listen, you're going to, um, you got a screen test. They want to, they want to bring you back for a screen test. And I was fresh in the movie, the first in the industry, I was like, oh man, so we got, man, I got a screen test. So I'm thinking like, man, so I got to get ready. You know, I'm going down to the studios, this, that, and the other. And uh, and he was giving me the information. And when he was giving me the information, I realized that the screen test was going to be at the production office at Lamert Park. Oh, so wow. the production office was right there in Lamert Park. And as a matter of fact, it actually happened to be at the um, – at the uh, at Marla Gibbs Acting Studio, right? Yeah, yeah, Lamar Fall, and I actually studied studied there. So yeah, we shot in and around uh, South Central. We didn't go anywhere else. Uh, go ahead, Smooth. No, that was Marla. Okay. So, okay, go ahead. Leading up to that film, and with that being like, you know, your first feature. How much preparation? So how much schooling? How much acting classes? How much went into now you getting that opportunity? Right. So with me, it was, so I graduated high school. I went to, to uh, this is my second year in junior college. And my, my, my first year in junior college, a buddy, you know, he told me to come see him in his play. And I went and checked him out. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be like an athlete. Which what, I wasn't JC, good what, what JC? What junior college? I went to um, Southwest the first year. Okay. So I went to L.A. Southwest the first year, and then I went – the second year I went to Long Beach City. But when I was going to Southwest, um, a buddy of mine came, and he was like, you know, come check me out in this play. So I checked him out in the play, and I was like, okay. So then the next semester I took, I took an acting class for an elective at Long Beach City, and then, um, and then I started pursuing it. And so then when I was at the acting class in Long Beach City – I was like, okay, you know, I, I you know, the, the instructors, you know, they, they said, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I felt like I got a good response from everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that's what led me to Marla Gibbs because at the time, Marla Gibbs' studio, all of the instructors were people from her shows, you know, right. it was a, her son or da- the daughter from the show. So I said, well, let me get to a place to where um, people who are actually working in the industry can critique me and let me know that, you know, if I'm okay, it's okay for me to pursue it or not. And so that's when I went there and then I took a, then I took a couple other acting classes in, in Hollywood. And then that's when I got the opportunity. Wow. So that's, that's ironic because so in high school, you never even thought about acting at all. No, the only thing that made me think about acting at at all in Hollywood. So I was a, so I played football in high school, um, and I had so I had like I had a couple of advanced classes, and I had an advanced English class, but I was not an advanced student. I had the you know what I'm saying. I had the potential, but I would go in there and I would. You going to a JC? Hence, you going. Yeah, to a JC. exactly. I'm going to a JC, so I'm just getting by. I'm just getting C's and you know all that, right? And I was procrastinating. So actually, one of the other things it's interesting you mentioned that because one of the other things that led me to. Uh, that led me to, to say, well, maybe I got a shot is because 
I had an advanced English class. And in, in our advanced English class, um, you, uh, we, had the, the, we had to do a scene in English class. Because she wanted us to learn some Shakespeare, just some different types of literature. And so, um, and so I did the scene. And like I said, I was like straight up C student. Um, but it was really, it was almost like the first time my English teacher had really, had really noticed me because he was like, oh, really? you did a good job and this, that, and the other. I'm something. What's okay, your you name what? again? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm thinking, okay, you know what? She's just trying to encourage me to do better. Right. And then um, two, year, two years after, so I graduated. And then um, the second year when I was in, right before I went to uh, Long Beach to take an acting class, my neighbor from down the street, um, he was in her class. So we go, hey, man, you know what? He says, yo, he says, I was in Miss Ware's class. Yo, she's talking about you in a scene you did. I said, man, come on. He said, yo, she told the whole class that you were good. Now, I hadn't even started acting. It was just that one scene and so i was like damn miss miss where's still talking about me now she still like, remember she remembered me yeah she remembered me you know, right. that was, that's, that's she talking to me uh, talking about me to other students in the class so i said okay and then i saw my boy so that's when I, that's when i tried it but what was it that i had no i had no i had no uh no experience prior to that what what was well, what we didn't know is that mrs weir is stifler's mom i'm just kidding okay. <laughs> wow <that's laughs> Do you, what was your character in that scene? I don't, dog. I don't even remember. I think it was. I don't even remember to be honest with you. I remember. I'm telling you what I remember vividly, though. I remember doing the scene, and then after the scene, she was very complimentary, and I'm like, okay, you know. I, and I really thought that she was trying to just encourage me to do well in, in you know, in, in reading and writing all that other stuff. Or and give you some after school. The, uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Now, that was, she was not the one for that, for sure. <laughs> she was not the one. Very sweet lady, though. She was a very sweet lady. In your mouth like with the, the AM Caffeine Morning Show. America got a thing for this gangster. They love me. Black chuckers, black scully, leather pele pele. I take spit over rainbow. I'm a fan who got that silver duct tape on my tray handle. The women in my life bring confusion. So, like Nino and New Jack, I'll cancel that. Look at me. This is the life I chose. Around me so cold, man, my heart done froze. I build an empire on a load of knocks. Don't know I'm the weatherman. I take that cocoa leaf and make that snow. Sit back, watch it turn the dough, watch it go out the door. O after O, you know, homie, I'm just triple beam dreaming. Scheming, I finna live the good life. The fiends are just feeling. Conceal my weapon, nice and neat, so you can't see. The penitentiary is definitely out the question for me. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. My way while I'm trying to get mine And I'm with you, with you I don't care who you run with or where you from with you, with you I want to find a thing in my life So I yeah. hustle, hustle I don't know about gymnastics I saw my soul bricks Black talent start flying Running flipper cook in the microwave Can't put me in my coldies Call me chef boy all 50 Check my logic Smokers don't like seasoning 
Bury them seeds, I grow them what they need Can make cheap pet plants in the crib that's chronic And I'm selling them for 500 a pop, goddammit I sell anything, I'm a hustler, I know how to grind Step on bricks, put it in water and tell you it's wine If you analyze me, what you will find is the DNA of a crook And what goes on in my mind is contagious, hypnotic, it sounds melodic If rap was the block or spot, I'd be that potent product Now get a load of me, flashy, far from low-key Locate me wherever that don't be getting money, man. I want to find a thing that's in my life. So I hustle, hustle. You get in my way while I'm trying to get mine. And I'm with you. I don't care who you run with or who you from. Contacted, I attract clientele. My mic check is life for death, breathing a sniper's breath. I exhale the yellow smoke up the roof through righteous steps, deep like the shining. Sparkle like a diamond, sneaker easily on the island. And my army jacket, I'm in, hit the earth like a comet. Invasion, Nazis like the Afrocentric Asian, half man, half amazing. Cause in my physical, I can't express through song. Delete stress like moon trend and extend strong. I drink my wet with Medusa, give us nothing. I should in hell from the lips that I lift and in hell. It ain't hard to tell.
me what your crib worth. I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real, not make you feel worse. Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search. Until the day I die holding my guns up. Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I wanna see my brother fly. No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified. Walking down the block, holding my boom box. Hop the Mr. Dirty nigga, clean tube socks. They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out. And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse. Rose waste weather, rich dirty nigga, it took so much effort. I don't give a fuck about who sold more records. Being self-made, give me so much leverage, boss. Tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? Just hit it. Tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking. Tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking. Tell me what your crib worth. I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real, not make you feel worse. Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search. Until the, until the day I die holding my guns up. Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I wanna see my brother fly. No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified. Walking down the block, holding my boom box. Hop the Mr. Dirty nigga, clean tube socks. They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out. And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse. Rose waste weather. Rich, dirty nigga, it took so much effort. I don't give a fuck about who sold more records. Being self-made, give me so much leverage, boss. Your payroll, rich gang bangers, y'all ain't even know they make those. Double case clothes, push buttons, I got say so. When it's war time, never lay low, y'all play roles. I can't name a fake nigga that was not exposed. Hey, y'all niggas so surprised at Takashi toes. Ain't a real street nigga unless you got a code. Mine's one common nigga followed by a lot of O's. In the back of the back, rock a lot of gold. Rap music on the charts like it's rock and roll. Add something to the art, make a lot of dough Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know Double M's, double R's, nigga, all I roll Course I going viral when them punches throw On Crenshaw, taking pictures like we rich and poor Another rich rap, nigga, word to Ricky Rose Yeah From the gutter to the rich, from hoes in my clothes to the four season in the rich, how's life with a trip? Now I rock ice just because of it. Your wife love my head, know who you tussling with? Hova, hova, four never got no play. Now these chickens wanna give me more than Sade. Crisp in the six with your chick parlay. I need privacy, I lift up the back shade. Initials on the headrest, it's official. Staff so sick, I need bed rest. Poppy, I got issues, I hate fake misses. You gotta wait, misses. I don't know you. I don't cut on the first day, missus. Hot 
shot ballers, talk to the cop ballers. Money, that's my girl, really not ballers. See you in the club and scheme on your watch ballers. Talk a whole lot with no glock ballers. It's Jigger, baby, let it be known. I'm the king, I can never beat the throne. It's the God. Plus, cats envious. Drop top, jigger, leave them in the dust. You got a lot of crew, do any of them bust? Hell no, jigger up the hook. Hello? Call me Poppy C, this is hot to me. I got this lock and key, I got cities under siege. When I'm in LA, the 6-4 is ill. When I'm in the ATL, it's the Coupe de Ville. When I'm down in Miami, I'm hopping through. With the all-black ninja with the sock over my shoe. Mommy screaming, Poppy Shoe, who could stop it, you? And I'm screaming, out a cat, mommy, holla back. Ain't nothing but the Y'all in the game, but y'all can't ball like Chicago centers. This is it, huh? Get your grip, huh? It's about to get hot, my man. Who you with? Is you a pimp? Is you a pimp? Let's spin the game. Ain't nothing change. Ain't nothing change. And I can't put it down for y'all. Put it down. Is you a pimp? Is you a pimp? Let's spin the game. Lost that shrimp. Say what? Vem correndo, é só para se mostrar Sempre há tempo para amar Quando um bem você achar E então você vai ver, você vai ver e vai voltar E então você vai ver, você vai ver e vai voltar
come from They let the smoke come quicker than an evil redneck Killing to helpless color figure And as a victim I am really low-key Till the keyhole itself got lower than me So I stood up and let my free form form free Said I'm gonna get some before they knock it out me I don't sweat it, I let the book blow in the breeze In other words, just the freeze, yeah Started the right way with the AM Caffeine Morning Show. Okay, I have two questions. One, do you remember a role that you did that you felt like you did poorly in? Oh. And two, and two, um, do you ever use any of the rules from Who Can Play That Game? (laughs) Uh, I don't use any of the rules from Who Can Play That Game. Uh, And honestly, I can I can really say. To your first question, I can really say that I have, I'm trying to think about this. I've never, I've never done any role, whether it be film, television, to where at the, when it was over that I didn't feel like, think I can do better and I should have done better. You know, and, and, part, of the, and part of that is it's, there are a lot of reasons, but, you know, in this industry, so... This industry, there has, and I, and I always reflect back on that. And sometimes I feel like I should have taken the time. But when you when you're going through the journey, you never know where you're going to end up, or you never know your path. But a lot of that was attributed to knowing that as an actor in the industry, every you know you're going to be unemployed. It's not even a question. You start a movie. You're gonna be unemployed. You're gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna end. You start a TV show. You're gonna be unemployed. You're gonna end. So with that in mind, it was always. It, it, I, I'm a Capricorn. I like stability, and I always. I hated the instability. So it it would literally be like my agent would call me and say, "Hey, you got the job." I'm like, "Cool. What's the next one?" Before I even get on set, or then I'm trying to. Do, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then it's like, or I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to do businesses, and I'm trying to do other things outside of acting in case it don't it doesn't work out in case in case uh you know for when it ends right and and when i look back now and and even when i look at my work 
you know, to your, to, to your question, do I feel like I've done poorly yet? Because I look back now and say, man, you know what? Instead of in between scenes, thinking about this or, or thinking about trying to get another job or being on the phone with my agent, hey, what's the, you know, do I have an audition for this or that? Or, you know, trying to start a business, I wish I would focus, I wish I would have focused more on the scene because the one person, let me make my charge right the one, one reason why, and I know everybody loves uh, Denzel Washington, right? I mean, his work is phenomenal. Uh, but as an actor, when you watch, when I watch his work, he never takes a scene off. Like I recall, even doing some of my, doing some of my projects. Okay, this this scene doesn't require this scene doesn't require much focus. It doesn't require much uh, focus to maintain. Let me just kind of just walk through it. But when I see Denzel Washington, he never takes a scene off. He is just on point throughout the whole movie. And it's so hard to do, especially when you're a lead. When you're a lead, I mean, you're doing scenes all day, every day of the week. So you got to prep. It's just so much to it. So that's why I respect him so much. So to answer your question, yeah, I look back at a lot of stuff and say, you know what? I wish I had taken the time. If I would have known kind of like I would have had opportunities to kind of still be doing this at this age right now, oh, it would have been a much different story. But I didn't have the... I didn't have the confidence in my ability and I didn't, I hated, and I still hate the instability of the industry. Mm-hmm. When, when do you think you developed that confidence? Like when, what is the one role or film that you were like, you know what, I, I think I'm pretty good. Like I got this. Dog, you know what? It's like, uh, it's, it's like, like if, if it's say, you know, we play ball. Say for instance, if I don't know, we played in the NBA, and we then we're playing against Kobe Bryant and Jordan. Like I don't see how any NBA player at this point in time can go home and rest when they see how good somebody like Jordan is or LeBron or somebody. So I've never really I've had the only the time that I've gained a lot of confidence. I actually gained it through auditions mm-hmm. because there was a time when, even when I did Boys and Hood, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, yeah. I was just going to, doing what they told me to do, do this, say that, and that was it. And so it came a time when, this is, this is, this is a real fact right here. So we did Boys in the Hood. I was fresh in the industry. I was, I was really the only one who wasn't in the entertainment, like really deep into the entertainment industry at that time. Cube had been in it for years. Cube was a um, Cube was a, a rapper who was getting a lot of uh, guy. He had a very strong agency. I didn't. Um, Fish had been in the industry. All, everybody had been in the industry for for a long time. So we did Boys in the Hood, and back then, nobody really. If you did a film, you re, you didn't do a TV show back then. Right, you didn't right, do a commercial right. Back then, it was like you were a film actor. That was like the top. Mm-hmm. And then um, so I went from. Being in this huge film that everybody's talking about to our directors nominated and all that, right into a sitcom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that was like the worst choice. But I didn't have any money. My agent didn't know how to guide my career. He didn't even tell me, listen, just chill, you know, focus on this. We're going to get you another movie. He just wanted a paycheck. Right. And so there was a time when, and people don't even realize this because they just think I've worked consistently, but there was literally a time when. 
I wasn't getting roles in uh, Cuba. Obviously, Cuba was great. Cuba was getting, you know, he's getting nominated. Angela and Fish were getting nominated. Everybody's, everybody was doing things, and I, I wasn't, I wasn't booking. I wasn't booking any roles. I had opportunities, and people would beat me out. And I was like, I was like, you know what? This is not, this is not working. So I had to get. I got back in another, another acting class, and um, and then that's when uh, that acting coach we kind of we vibed, and he he taught me some stuff that I would use in later films. Like he taught me some very. It was funny when he, I got back in that class and he, he, and I learned something that I really had to use for the best man. And, uh, and it was, uh, it was, it was just, it was just, it was just eye opening. And then after that, when I was going on auditions, the auditions just started to change. I was always like, as soon as I'm getting to my car, my agent's calling me, hey, they want to bring you back or hey, they want to book you. So that's kind of where I gained that type of confidence. But, you know, when you watch somebody like a Denzel Washington um, work and you see his work, it's like I never feel like I'm, I'm any good at all. There's so much more that can be done. Right. And, the thing about, and the thing about acting is, you know, you actually never start, stop learning. You never stop adding to the toolbox. You know, you're always, you know, actors, we, you know, we, we convey our feelings, our emotions through experience. And we, you know, the more experiences we gain, the more we add to the toolbox. So there's always, there's so much more. There's so much more. Marlo? You, you know I got a question. <laughs> okay, so say that you, your, your friend circle is the best man, right? Is the, My the, friend the circle? Best say your friend circle, your circle of friends are the best, the, pe- the guys from the best man. When you say oh, circle of friends, what do you mean? Like your friends. You you don't have friends? You don't have guy friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I know cool. Doc thinks he's your friend. We know it's not true. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just saying, your circle of friends. Saying that your circle of friends are the guys from the best man. Okay. Which one would you be? Okay, I'm, uh, I'm not sure of the question. Can you, I'm sorry. Which character, would, which character best describes who you are in your friend circle? From, if oh, oh my friend Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's a good question. I've never been asked that question, like, ever. That's a good question. Uh, I'm definitely not Terrence's character. I'm not Quentin. You're not a creep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I would, I would be, I would be closest. I would be closest to Lance, for sure. For sure, just just in the ways that I would be closest to Lance out of all those characters, the character that I played. Okay. Closest to that, not in the, not in the cheating, not in, in you know taking sleeping with my man, having my man sleep with my wife. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I would, I would be closest. I would be closest to Lance. How about that? Who would that be? Go ahead, Mark. Give me something else. Who would that be in that group? Don't do that, Marlo. Ooh. He'd be here for now, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, to, I would kind of see Doc being close to Quentin. Uh, Terrence and Terrence. So, Mo, going back to your point where you said, you know, there's a lot of, there's, this industry is full of 
not necessarily like disappointments, but also a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. So what were you doing during those times where the jobs weren't coming in, you weren't booking anything from a financial standpoint? Was it like, shit, I got to go work at Best Buy? Like, what, did you ever come to the point you're like, you know what? I think I may have to just get a nine to five to support. Like, what, what were you doing during those Wait, times? Let me piggyback off of that. Let me uh-huh. take it off of that. Um, uh-huh. Also, like, what, um, if there was a time where you were f- more famous than you were financially stable, how did you deal with that? Right. I can, I can honestly tell you that in an actor's life, that's, that's more often the time than not. Because people see you in a movie and they think, it's like you think of the 1%, like every time you see, if someone drove by you right now and they came out and they said, yeah, you can say, who are you? You say, I play, I play for the NBA, I play for the Lakers. You automatically think they may get a, they may get a, a LeBron James contract. Oh, you got 30 million a year? You got 20. But there's cats on the bench, you know, that, I mean, it's a lot of money, but for the NBA, they're making like a million dollars a year. So that's the thing with acting. People think that just because they see you in a movie or a TV show, that you have all this money. Now, it's, uh, it's very financially rewarding, um, and it's great financial opportunity, but you know, even me on a TV show right now, I'm, I'm not making, I've never made friends money to where they're getting like a million dollars an episode. You know what I'm saying? But people hear that type of stuff. So I, I would say that that happens more often than not, when you see an actor, he's not probably worth what people think that they're worth. Right. Um, and uh, to your question, Doc, I think, yeah, there were, so I was, I can say that I was pretty fortunate to where whenever times kind of like, I'm like, because I'm always, I'm always focused on the next other opportunities. Like, um, like even when I was starting out, so let me see, when I, when I first started, so after boys, so even after I did, uh, when I was doing out all night, I had invested in a cleaning business. Wow. Um, didn't make any money doing it, you know, lost my money with a lot of stuff. Uh, but I was always looking to do things like that. Yeah, mindset. And, yeah, that mindset. Yeah, yeah. It was always, I was always, I was always trying to focus, I was always focused on building the business, getting some more uh, uh, revenue streams and money coming in. I was always trying to figure that out. And when, it, in terms of acting, uh, I was kind of always fortunate to, uh, to get a big job and when I needed it. And I think it was just more of my mentality is like, cause sometimes, like I say, it's, it's that focus at Denzel. I kind of had the same thing with, with, uh, with auditions. When I really think about it, it's like, I would go to an audition and yeah, I would try, but uh, I'm really trying to focus on other things. But when I, I said, yo, when things were getting tight, I said, yo, I need this job. Let me, right. I, I, need, I can book it. I was very fortunate and blessed to book it. A right, quick question. What was, and this I'm, just happened to be, it was probably like a couple of months ago. Um, mm-hmm. Under Siege came on. <laughs> okay. Was, was that like your first action movie? Uh, Yes, under siege, it was under siege too, and that was yeah. that was my that was my first that was my that was actually another situation too. I don't even know how I got that job because uh, it was my first action movie. So they said uh, 
they, uh, I actually had a real screen test for that job. Mm. And, uh, and I always like to ask my agent, who else are they thinking about? Because it gives me, it gives me an idea on how they see the character. Mm-hmm. Like, Ro- they didn't see the character. Rosewood was not Morris Chestnut. You know what I'm saying? They never saw the character that way, regardless of some of our conversations. But it's funny that you mentioned Under Siege 2, because at that time, and this was very early in his career as well, uh, it, they were, it was Chris Rock. It was Chris Rock for yeah, and it I, couldn't have been it couldn't have been more different. I don't even I don't even see that. Yeah, I don't it, even see that because well, see the thing with see this is the this is one of the things with film when it when it comes when it even back at that time when it when it comes to when it came to breaking like a young African American actor right male lead. So you'll see, so what happens is, this is what happens. So they'll say, okay, you know what? We got this movie. We want Tom Cruise. If they don't get Tom Cruise, they're going to Brad Pitt. Don't get Brad Pitt, so they'll go down the line. And if, if they can't get any of those dudes, they'll break somebody, mm-hmm. right? They'll break, they'll say, okay, uh, who's the next guy who, could, who did like a small part in the film? Let's put him in it and let's try to break him. With us, it was always, okay, will Will Smith do it? Will Wesley Snipes do it? Okay, then we'll go in another direction. Or it was like, okay, or if it, and that's for a lead. Or it was like, okay, if Will Smith won't do it and Wesley won't do it, who else is black that white people know? And that was at the, that's true. And that was at the time to where... That's why you, you, you saw a lot of rappers in movie. And, and I get that because, mm-hmm. because their music, um, their music, there were, there, there are white kids in Idaho who would go see a movie because Tupac was in it back right. at that time because Ice T was in it back right. at the time because Ice Cube was in it because they all danced into their music, doing their lyrics, you know, every day. So I get it. But in terms of breaking, uh, a black male lead mm-hmm. that it, it basically only happened by mistake. Mm-hmm. Wow. What about, I um, I think, I think, go one more story. I'm sorry. I got a lot of stories. One more story. So Cuba and I, so we just finished and this is, a, this is a perfect example. Boys in the hood came out. It's a Columbia pictures movie. And everybody's talking about boys in the hood. It's this and that. It's right. So now there's a movie that they're casting, Columbia Pictures, and in this movie, and I know you guys, it's one of the most famous movies, one of the most famous lines of all time, is Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, Jack Nicholson, A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mother was in Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keeper Sutherland. I mean, just all types of stuff stars and it's a columbia pictures movie so there's this role in the movie to where uh this is role in the movie it's a very it's a very it's a, it's a critical role so basically it's the, have you guys you guys remember the movie mm-hmm. okay so a few good men with jack Nicholson says you know you can't handle this mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. so two soldiers were on trial for that movie uh one black one white so they're casting for the movie at Columbia Studios. 
the picture to where Cuba and I are just in the movie that everybody's talking about. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get it, but I go in and meet. I thought Cuba was going to get it because Cuba, he had gained a lot of steam. He was much better than I was. Cuba goes in. Cuba doesn't get it. Now, here's a movie with a bunch of stars. Even the white guy in the movie that they cast with two black was in a, was in a lead in the movie that Cuba was going to do next. The black dude, this is a true story. The black dude that they cast in the movie was working on the production crew. He was on our production crew. He worked for uh, Columbia. He was on their production crew. Mm-hmm. Out of all the black actors that had this huge opportunity in this movie, right. the director saw him in the hall and said, you know what? He's going to be the guy. Wow. So it, was, it's always hard. it was so hard to break a black lead because our opportunities just weren't there as, you know, for our counterparts. Does he still act? Like, where is he now? <laughs> right. you know, is you know, his Instagram? He's sure doing Uber. Yeah, he's doing people. Uber. And I ain't mad at Uber, but he's doing Uber. He's, he's, he was a good dude. I don't, I don't want to say his name. He's but in his bio, I bet. He wasn't, he wasn't ready. He just, he just he, you know, he was, he was a production guy. But it was like, that movie would have done wonders. Everybody saw the movie. Everybody heard the movie. It would have done wonders for Cuba. It would have done wonders for me. Absolutely. And, that would have been the next step, but that's how that's how it was. Right. Um, go ahead, Marlo. Okay, I was about to say, wait, my turn. Okay, so when I'm still thinking about the damn production guy, but never mind. Um, <laughs> when you when you look back at your body of work, yes, is there anything that you went out for that you didn't get? That you're happy you didn't get. That's okay. one and two. Okay. I see your pecs popping. Are you gonna be <laughs> Black Panther? Uh, Black Panther two? Or are you planning on doing any like superhero roles? Uh, uh, I won't. I, I, pro- I probably won't be in Black Panther two. Although I would if they asked me. But um, is there any role that I didn't get that I was glad I didn't get? Uh... Rather it be because the other person did uh, such an, a great job. Or that you were like, dodge the bullet. Thank God I didn't do Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't say that uh, I've passed on things. I can say this. I've never passed on something that went on to be a big hit. Um, oh, talk your talk, Mr. Chestnut. No, no, only, no, only, no only, because, only because to me, you know, I forgot. Uh, uh, an older actor came up to me one time and we were just talking and he says, uh, he says, work begets work. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, so just try to work, which, you know, I did take his advice, but sometimes I wish I would pull back on some things, but he said, work begets work. Just keep working and the opportunities will come. And you would, and you, and, and, and you get one job and go to the next. And that he was, he was, that was accurate. That was accurate. Um, I would say the one job that I did, no, I would say this, there were, there were a lot of jobs that um, I auditioned for, not a lot of jobs, but there were a couple of jobs that I auditioned for that I thought would have changed my career dramatically. It's like, it was like, after I didn't get the part, I was like, damn, that was it. 
So that was my one big break. I ain't get it. I'm not going to work no more. So I had those conversations with myself. And I had to nut up after that. But I say the one job that I did audition for that I wanted that changed somebody else's career, but it wouldn't have changed mine because I was not right and I would not have done as good a job as he did was uh, Jerry Maguire. I read the yeah, Cuba Gooding. Yeah, he 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 killed it. I mean, he, he not, really did. He really he killed, did kill that role. He killed it. And I and I look back at the choices he made because a lot of the times, so when we see if when we audition for a movie, a lot of the scenes that the main scenes in the movie are the stuff that they give us to audition with. Mm-hmm. So I'm making my choices on that. You know, when I got to the theater and I saw Cuba in the movie, I'm like. He killed it. Yes, yeah. He had so many choices, and he and they they flipped a lot of stuff, and they did some extra stuff. He had so many choices that were so much even better than my choices. And yeah, you get better, you know, with the longer time you have to work with it. Like if you got it, they're doing rehearsals and this that and the other. But but still, you have to start from somewhere, right? He had some great choices, so that was the one job that I was like, I was mad that I, I was upset that I didn't get. Um, but when but I saw, you don't think it would have catapulted you like it did him. It, I don't think it would have. I, I'm almost certain, to be honest with you, and who knows? I'm almost certain it would not have because he did such a great. I mean, he won an Academy Award for the movie, right? And I can tell you this much: a, I wasn't ready; b, I wasn't as good as he was; and c, his choices on a lot of the stuff in those scenes were incredible. Because if you look at his range of work in that movie and he had a lot of subtle choices and yeah, he was big at times, but he was down at times. He did a hell of a job in that movie. It would not have changed my career the way that it changed his career. Mm -hmm. Um, But in, in, in that too is when I, when I realized that what's for you is for you. You know what I'm saying? Do the best you can in every type of situation. Um, But even if you don't get it, you keep moving forward and still doing the best you can out of the situation because what's for you is for you and your time will come. That's why. That's how I, I view things. Right. All right, y'all. Check it out. This is DJ Smooth D with the AM Caffeine Show. And uh, this is going to conclude our show, man. Uh, we ran out of time, but don't trip. We definitely got a part two of the interview with Morris Chestnut coming up on Friday. So be sure you come right back here same time, check us out. We got part two of the Morris Chestnut interview. Uh, once again, we'll be discussing his journey up to this point and what lies ahead in his future. It's the AM Caffeine Show. You're surely DJ Smooth Melody. And we out.